This show is part of the Roarbots Podcast Network, a celebration of popular culture. The Roarbots geek out about everything from movies, books, and animation to games and unique travel destinations. For more podcasts and great content, visit theroarbots.com. Ever since they crawled out of the sewer, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have been a constant presence in pop culture. Whether you discovered them for the first time in comics, cartoons, movies, toys, or pudding pies, they've certainly left their mark on impressionable youth. From the dingy indie comics to mainstream success, this episode's Turtle Talk covers our own personal nostalgia and brand new and yet-to-come projects from the pop culture powerhouse. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. This is way, <laughs> this is way back at Zach. Welcome to Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham, and sitting across from me in cyberspace, as always, is Preston Burt. Preston, are you ready to get shell-shocked? Apparently not. I can't even say our own podcast name. Um, <laughs> that's what happens when you go live. I was so good on that intro, and then I flubbed it at the very end. It's like a one-yard line fumble. It's okay. I think you did well. Thanks, I, I'm, man. I am <laughs> excited about this uh, episode. Um, you know, the uh, I think that uh, you were just too excited about Turtles, um, and you just couldn't wait to get through that intro. I, I Honestly, I, I kind of am. I don't know if uh, folks are watching. They can see that I've got some decorations up. I got my uh, Ninja Turtles poster <laughs> behind me. Say no to drugs, say yes to pizza. <laughs> I've got some VHS tapes and my original Donatello action figure. Uh, yeah, I'm head to toe covered in um, Ninja Turtle stuff, wearing the t-shirt and everything. So I'm stoked. I'm set. Have you had that t-shirt since you were a child? No, I don't think I'd be able to fit in that. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> skinny, but I'm not that skinny. Um, but yeah. Well, and I know for a fact that you are uh, primed and ready to talk about Ninja Turtles because you've been playing that brand new Ninja Turtles pinball machine all week long. I have. Uh, you know, it finally got to me, and I was, I'm was i so excited. Um, it is such a good game, and uh, I am definitely going to have to change the, um, the levels on it because it is it's too steep, I think, for my liking. And uh, I did order some new stuff to be able to do a better job at streaming it than uh, the camera that I have been using for the playfield. And so um, I'm pretty excited about that about that stuff, you know, getting it all set to go and everything like that. The uh, are you excited yeah, that I got it? I'm very excited. I haven't gotten to play it yet. I've watched you live stream it a couple times um, on Twitch, but uh, I haven't got to play it myself. I'm very, very anxious to try it. Mm -hmm. um what's your favorite part about it like i know it's got a lot of different features it's got the the spinning disc it's mm -hmm. got several ramps it's got great animations what's your favorite part about it i like the there's multiple things um i thought i was going to do co-op way more than i do um but you know Paige likes 
just doing the head-to-head stuff. And uh, I kind of don't need the co-op stuff since you can literally just start at the final battle. Uh, and I think that is uh, super cool. You know, like, um, it, that's something that I probably wouldn't get mode. to for a while. It, sure, it's cheat <laughs> mode, but, like, it's 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 neat because there are people that will never see that content, like, generally, you know? And so it's cool. I wonder, like, I have it set to home mode or, like, um, I wonder if that unlocks that kind of stuff because I would assume that oh maybe, probably maybe yeah. if you weren't an operator you wouldn't want people doing that but um I'm trying to think what else uh, I like the different turtles even though I always choose Raphael it's cool because he's my favorite turtle um, as you can see here uh, but uh, he also if you're trying to like work your way through the game um, it, he's the one that starts episodes right off the bat. And so um, I think that's a really cool, a cool thing. Like if you're going to go for points, you probably want to go with Donatello because he starts a multi-ball right off the bat. But Leonardo and um, Michelangelo really, I don't think are worth it. But hmm. you know, there's people who actually like Michelangelo and Donatello I mean, and Leonardo. I don't know who they are, but hmm. Raphael and Donatello are the coolest by far. So I'm glad that they have cool stuff. Well, it's funny because I was thinking about it. You asked you asked me yesterday when I was streaming. Um, who was my who was my least favorite turtle? I think, and I said Leonardo. And then I started thinking about today, and I was like, I hate the Red Ranger. The Red Ranger sucks. And I was like, maybe I just have like an authority problem with like whoever's the team lead. I'm like, oh, whoever's the leader sucks. I want I want the person that has the bad attitude, like you know the Green Ranger and, or Tommy or whatever. So, uh, Raphael. That's great. Well, we'll yeah. get into some more uh, turtle talk soon. Um, but did you have any um, anything else going on this week that was exciting? I heard that uh, the movie theaters are opening back up soon. Are you going to go? Hmm. Um, I don't have a plan. I might. Like I don't. I don't have a plan <gasps> to do it. But they're going to require masks and stuff, and so I want to see like not what you you're to... eating though. Yeah, but I, I eat before the movie starts. Like I finish all my. Not everybody re- does. Oh yeah. Well, though I won't be near them because I bet the I bet the movie theaters are going to be empty, and so I kind of want to okay. go to the Mall of Georgia and and they have some kind of like laser. IMAX thing happening and I kind of want to see uh-huh. that um, but I did want to tell you um, something that happened to me this week uh, so you remember when I cut my finger open real bad like to the bone on that ceramic pot yes alright and yes. so I think I think we talked about it on the show uh, but so I had to get a ceramic knife because like it cut to my bone and I didn't even feel it like it just parted my skin apart it's so, still cringe oh it's um, awful so anyways, I got this ceramic knife and it's awesome. And I have not been eating uh, a lot of meat lately. The only time I've been eating meats when my kids come over. Um, but I was making chili the other night and I was cooking chipotle or cutting chipotle peppers with my ceramic knife. And my dog walked into the kitchen and I turned to look at him and cut off part of my thumb. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it was just, uh, it was just, it was like the edge, like right here, but it's cool because it's like, it's like a flat thing of just like missing thumb. Like it's just gone. It went in the chili. So. <laughs> oh, gross. Dude, it's I did homegrown. not need to know that extra bit of information. That is so sick. Uh, you, you need to get like chain mail gloves or something to wear yeah. when you're handling that knife. Yeah. I thought I had a, they, they make those kind of things that are nice. I don't know if I mentioned it already, but <laughs> I remember I, for like a wedding shower gift, I got a really, really nice set of Jay Hinkle brand knives. Mm-hmm. And I did that thing where you take your thumb and you just like fleck it to see like, <laughs> oh, this is really sharp. 
mm-hmm. it sliced the fire out of my thumb. Like the first thing it does, like, oh, cool, knives. Whoop, I'm cut. The end. I'm bleeding really bad. <laughs> it was <laughs> instantaneous. It was so good. At least you knew and it so was bad. sharp. Yeah, at least you knew it was sharp. Yeah. <laughs> like the katana blades from Leonardo, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. The, um, oh, my gosh. There was something else, too, but I don't remember what it was. So I guess it wasn't that important. But, that was a great story, man. Can you tell that one again? <laughs> uh, I'll save it for later because maybe I'll remember. Oh, goody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> we'll just start over. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, so I know we usually say it at the at the end of the show. But, um, you know, thanks for listening to the podcast or watching us on Twitch right now. Um, we're really trying hard to build some new content and get some new followers and subscribers and things. So, uh, we always tell you to leave a review or whatever, but honestly, the biggest thing you can do to support us is tell your friends, whether yes. that's in person, when you're showing your cool list of podcasts you listen to, because I know that I have that conversation a lot of, oh, what are you listening to? And I'm like, oh, well, here you go. Let me pull up my podcast app and I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Or whether you're sharing it on social media or just talking in person, that would be the best thing you can do to help us out. We'd really appreciate that. Um, but also, of course, leave us you know, reviews and send us an email way back attack show at gmail.com. Um, we have a variety of mediums to listen or watch us. And so you may not be aware of all of them, but I wanted to point out that in addition to a streaming pinball, um, that we've been doing uh, two episodes of over the past couple weeks, um, we've also streamed, um, wind jammers Mm -hmm. on Twitch. And then on our YouTube channel, I released a video that was a um, a field trip to give a tour of my antique mall booth. So, you know, we're doing all kinds of different things. And if you haven't checked one thing out, be sure to go dive into another medium and, and find something fun there. I, I also, um, I shot out a thing on Twitter today. If you don't follow me on Twitter, that's fine, but you can, and we'll tell you how later. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I just want to say thank you to everybody on YouTube for um, getting us to over 100 subscribers. Uh, it, it's a cool milestone to hit. And um, so just from the bottom of my heart, I wanted to say thank you. And I, I yeah, I had more to say in the in the tweet, but then I ran out of space because of the link to the, the character channel. Character count, gotcha. So, yeah. So I was like, I'm um, not going to do a thread. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh. It's nothing to sneeze at. There are a lot of people that never get 100 subscribers, but I'd like to think that this is kind of just the beginning of where we can mm-hmm. go from um, from here. So um, we're hoping to be a Twitch affiliate very soon and do more fun stuff there and um, just keep on looking on and uh, see what we got coming up and tell your friends. But that's all we got right now. Um, hey, I got something interesting to talk about. It's... Mill Creek Entertainment. Now, you may recognize Mill Creek Entertainment as the home entertainment industry's leading independent studio for Blu-ray, DVD, and digital distribution. And the folks behind Blu-rays of fine genre flicks like Hard Ticket to Hawaii and the newest Ultraman releases. But did you know Mill Creek Entertainment also owns and operates Movie Spree, an on-demand streaming service offering movie bundles, complete TV series, and premium entertainment options with apps available on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, Android, and iOS. Well, and now you can get 100 free movies just for signing up for Movie Spree. Think of it as your own personal video vault starter kit. From action to comedy, romance, and horror, there's something for everyone in this free bundle. 
And Wayback Attack listeners can head over to moviespree.com slash redeem and enter the code moviespree100free to get started absolutely free. That's moviespree, the number 100, F-R-E-E as the promo code. And if you want even more cool stuff from Movie Spree, just listen later in the show for your chance to win a unique animation bundle. That's moviespree.com. Very cool. I am super stoked that uh, that Movie Spree is helping us with giving out uh, giving out some stuff for uh, our listeners and viewers and all of that kind of stuff. So um, I want to shout out a special thank you to them for doing that. So yeah, really cool. Uh, so listen later in the show and see what else we have to give away. But everybody is eligible for those 100 free movies. Um, just check out their website. All right. Well, I am going to go over some history for some stuff. Um, and I'm going to do it really fast. I know sometimes when I explain things, it kind of gets uh, out there. So... Basically, I'm going to cover the past 34 years of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle history. And then, um, Preston, when I uh, am done with it, we can go back and touch on other things. But I just want to, I got, I just want to give it a real quick one over. Uh, it's going to take like two minutes, let's say. That's a lot of time to cover for two minutes, but uh, I figure. It's 36 years. You said 34. It's 36 years, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes, 30, it's 36 years. So almost 40. Yeah, let's Turtles, do it. Turtles is almost 40. So. All right, here we go. We have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that were created in 1984 by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Uh, they were two friends that were come, sitting around watching um, crappy TV and trying to make each other laugh. And they came up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, sketching them out, just trying to make some funny stuff, right? So uh, the comic has had multiple series and publishers. You have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, on Mirage Studios from 1984 to 2015, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures from 1988 to 1995, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Dreamwave Productions for 2003, and then Ninja Turtles for IDW Publishing from 2011 to the present. So the comics have spanned a really long time. Uh, there's been a lot of different publishers that have put these out. Um, a lot of different artists have worked on it over the time, over, over the years and different uh, writers and stuff like that. So um, it, there's a great, great amount of history and comics that have been, been made uh, with the turtles. And uh, as we're going to find out in a little while, um, you know, that's still going on today. So the story has been adapted to TV and movies. Uh, the movies have been going from 1990 to present day. Uh, there's been multiple different uh, releases with that, that. Some of them have been in the same universe, while others have, or I guess technically they're all the same universe, but some follow the other stories, some don't. There was a live action TV show uh, called The Next Mutation uh, that came out. Uh, from 1997 to 1998, made by Saban. And then there are um, animated series uh, from uh, the first one was 1987, and then you had the second one in 2003. The third series came out in 2012 uh, on, on Nickelodeon. And then the fourth series is the current one, Rise of the Teenage Ninja Turtles, that started in uh, 2018. 
There's been multiple games. Uh, you have the pen and paper uh, TMNT and other strangeness came out in 1985. And then, uh, so that was like a D&D style role-playing game set in that universe. And then um, they had video games that started coming out in 1989 through 2018. Uh, so those video games have spanned, you know, different PCs, the NES, home consoles, handhelds, that kind of thing. Since 1988, Playmates has been producing the TMNT toys. Um, they have uh, made a bunch of them that worked with different, uh, starting off with the very first series and helped developing that series and making toys throughout all the current iterations of the, of the shows and the movies and everything like that. And so, um, you know, Playmates has made a killing from these toys. So, um, you know, that, that kind of stuff, man, like, Back, back when this came out, it was the toys were made to sell or the show was made to sell the toys and Turtles, you know, was like this huge thing that took off and, you know, it was no different, but all of it was amazing. So believe it or not. What do you think? Preston? That was impressive, dude. I, I'm very impressed that you were able to give such a concise rundown and, you know, you, you touched on all the major media properties. But mm -hmm. as we'll get into later on the show, there's even a bunch of other stuff that had turtles emblazoned all over them that we can talk about. Um, I will say, if you want like a way more comprehensive, but still really, really good and really, really entertaining um, source for the history of the Ninja Turtles, check out The Toys That Made Us mm -hmm. on Netflix. Yep. There's a Ninja Turtles episode solely devoted to that topic. And they deep dive, they talk to Eastman and Laird. It's a real big drama. Uh, and it's really, really interesting and really, really well done. And we had um, uh, the producer of that show on one of our very first episodes talking about the Ninja Turtles uh, and the new episodes of that series. So mm -hmm. if you want, listen to um, our our earlier episode with him. Yeah, the um, I think that they did a great job with that. And there's also kind of like, you know, they Eastman and Laird wound up having a falling out um, over some of the the way that the property was handled and stuff like that. And I think they had gotten together once or twice, like at a comic convention or that kind of thing. Like they have been, they had like been together for like photos and stuff like that. But really like, like that, the toys that made us was like the first time that they got them to sit down and try to like, you know, you, you see like their friendship because they were such good friends. Like you see that like them starting to work things out. At least that's what it seems like, you know, the way the, the documentary was edited. But I think that it was very heartfelt and it's exciting, you know, to see to see that happen. Um, it couldn't be they can't they can't have turned into that great of friends, though, um, because um, there is some future stuff coming out that incorporate stuff they did together but only one of them is actually working on it so uh, ah interesting mm -hmm. who knows maybe the feud still stands maybe it all just boils down to money that's yeah. a shame well but you know for i think i think what the thing was wasn't it is that like one of them it did boil down to money but then the other one it was like it was his friendship that he lost like that was the main thing right and so yep. like um i don't know like that's you that's gotta tough. watch money. that you gotta watch that series man that's good yeah. stuff yeah check good it out drama <laughs> uh, so, so how was, did you get um, initiated into the turtles? Was it through the comic books first, or was it through the cartoons, or through the toys? Let's see. This is my graphic novel from 
Okay, so no, it would have been it would have been on the probably on on the TV. Um because mm-hmm. This printing, I'm assuming this is the fifth printing because it's the last one dated. This was 89, so I would have bought this after uh, after that. Um, so I would have seen it on TV, uh, and then it would have been, you know, the toys went hand-in-hand hand with it because, um, <clears throat> man, I was so into Teenage Mutant Turtles. Like, I had just this, I had a, a duffel bag. It was like this really big duffel bag. It was blue and it had like Raphael like coming at you. And then I kept all of my turtle toys inside of it. And um, I had I had that thing until uh, about maybe 15 years ago. I or Yeah, around 15 years ago, I gave it to my little brother um, who was like five at the time. And I was like, man, he's going to love this too. And then he never did anything with it. And I, recent, like, I recently <laughs> texted him and I was like, hey, do you still have those turtle toys? And he was like, why are they worth money? And I was like, no, I just want them to decorate something. And he was like, oh, I don't know. I'll look for it. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> so, Aw. Yeah. In setting up this, the tchotchkes behind me, I uh, I found my one turtle that I have displayed. And I, I'm not surprised that I only have one because I went through a period where I downsized my collection a lot. I was like, okay, I just need one, like, piece to represent the right. series or the mm-hmm. totality because otherwise i'd go collector crazy so this is my original one who's my favorite character donatello he's a hard head he's not the, the soft plastic but yeah i have no recollection what even happened to the other ones and i had so many of them and it wasn't like i was you know selling them in a yard sale or something i would never do that i don't know what happened to him who knows it's a mystery to me but for me, I it was definitely the same way. It was probably the cartoons first, mm-hmm. and then the then the toys. I was definitely too young to be aware of the the comic series because they were way mature and mm-hmm. indie, so they weren't available at like the grocery store anywhere easily for me to to pick them up. Yeah, I I didn't. It wasn't until I so when I was going through and looking at the um the 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 second comic series that came out was the um the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles adventures. Hey, listen, I'm just from here on out. I'm going to say TMNT because, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like I, so when I was a kid, I had a speech impediment with ours and for, I know there's no like in turtles there is, but like the whole, just saying that is just really hard for me to do for some reason. So I'm just going to say TMNT. So when TMNT adventures came out, that was 88 to 95 when I was pulling pictures for that, there was comics that I specifically remember having. And so I know I read those ones. And then I think the only Mirage ones that I had was, I think all of these are Mirage. Oops, sorry for the microphone boom. Um, I think all of these are like Mirage collections. And so the, uh, I, I, I know I got these like around the time they came out uh, or at least, uh, yeah, around that time that they came out. And so, um, I loved these as well. I so I don't. It must have been eighty nine. So I would have been nine. What grade is that? Fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fourth. It's fourth grade, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. I probably there was a really cool comic store that I went to, and when I was in probably second grade, and t- when I lived in Tampa, and that's when I got like into tick stuff. And I probably got turtle stuff around that same time too. And so, wow, dude, you were a, you were leading the way, man. That was 
some avant-garde stuff or back then wait well, you were you were into it before it was cool bro it was it was probably just because that comic shop that was the things that they were into and that was probably prominent and so i was just like oh what's this oh this looks cool and so i would i would have grabbed it like i, uh, I never you are not old enough to read a book about a turtle <laughs> they man comic book people would have been like whatever dude like um <laughs> but yeah because like the uh that that comic shop was awesome. I think it was it was called Hero, Heroes for Hire, but that might have been and that was that might have been a different city, but I don't know. I dug that comic shop. But they had cool stuff and they, you know, I was already into Turtles big time and so it all just made sense for me to to grab all that stuff. And well, I, I liked... just love how the comic morphed so dramatic, so drastically mm -hmm. from the the gritty blood splattered turtles to the goofy, happy, silly ones that we see on posters on my wall behind me. Um, I think it was a, a great shrewd business move to do so to make it more accessible. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that by taking the elements, like the key elements, I think they're able to keep the integrity though. But I, I, I think, you know, ultimately it's a series for kids now is right. what made it popular. And that's going to be what is the staying power for the most part. Although there are certainly some things coming out that are appealing to kids no longer, uh, kids who grew up with the series and are now adults and are a little bit more mature. Um, did you mm -hmm. want to talk about some of the new stuff coming out? Well, yeah. Well, I, so I wanted to touch on something that you said real quick. Um, that was one of the coolest things that I liked about the movie was um, the first issue was like like basically what the movie was like shredder died like immediately in the comics and Spoiler. so i thought that the, i thought that was the coolest thing was that the movie like that was the story you know um and then they kind of like went off the rails up with part two but um you know i just i thought you know i i had it in our notes earlier for me to talk about it and then i swapped it out for something else uh so like but that that movie came out like from like the right for my ninth birthday we had like this huge birthday party and we went and watched the movie at the movie theater and Raphael yells damn and it was awesome <laughs> and so uh, i just thought like that movie was like i still think today like that is one of the best like comic to cartoon to to live action movie adaptations that has ever existed i don't know do yeah. you <laughs> I don't know if that's just uh, fanboy me talking. <laughs> it was it was very fulfilling to see it come to life on screen, even though, you know, some of the mouth movements were janky and it was mm -hmm. all practical effects and stuff. And it was definitely, it veered differently from the cartoon that I was used to, but I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked how realistic it was. I liked that they played it totally straight, even ab yeah. as absurd as it is. Um, and like you said, when Raphael said, damn, I mean, that was like, I mean, that legitimized that thing for me, right? Like, <laughs> oh, this is so gritty and real. And mm -hmm. this is, yes, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Just like when Transformers, I think Ultra Magnus said, damn, and then <laughs> Optimus died. I mean, you know, like there was some realism to it that made it made it so much cooler and uh, for for impressionable youth like me. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I, I recognized ultimately that it wasn't like a cinematic classic. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. for me... <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, I think, I th I feel like it still holds up today. Like, you should watch it. I, I've got it. You can watch it. But, um, cool. but yeah, so uh, to. I got it. 
I've got it too, bro. Okay. On the VHS. <laughs> um, but to so to to hit TMNT with the Wayback Attack, um, you know that's the whole point. As we talk about things that are current and how the past influenced it, right? So, yep. man, TMNT is going through a renaissance right now. Pinball Machine came out, right? And it, obviously, all this is planned, right? It's not just a coincidence that all this stuff is all happening at the same time, but. Pinball machine comes out, right? Great pinball machine. Now, um, this next really big thing that's happening was actually supposed to happen tomorrow. And so it was kind of perfect. Uh, but then it got pushed back because of COVID. Um, but um, there is a lost piece of TMNT history that is being recreated as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, and it is by um, it is a story that Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird worked on uh, forever ago. And so Kevin Eastman, Tom Waltz, and Andy Kuhn um, came up uh, from that original outline that was written by both of them. Uh, they came and um, updated it. Uh, so it was originally written in 1987. It was set in 2017. Um, and... Basically, it's like a uh, future storyline from the past um, that is now set in 2040, and it's scheduled as a five-issue miniseries, right? And they uh, they have um, they put out a um, like samples sample pages, and the uh, I think it looks really cool. These sample pages, you don't know who they who who the turtle is, basically. Uh, the premise is based off of this, this like sample comic is that, um, I think it was like a five page sample comic. Essentially there's one turtle left, all the other ones are dead and he has like a weapon from each of them. And, um, he's talking to somebody. And so what the theory is, is that he's like talking to like the memory of his brothers or whatever, but he's trying to go and, uh, trying to go and basically like get revenge it's a revenge story for for them dying so the um crazy thing about it is i don't have it in my notes because this it's like pretty late breaking a day or two ago um i don't remember who it was it, it was somebody that was working on this wound up um leaving the project and they are redoing parts of it so it got pushed back from the 19th uh, to um, the 16th of September. And basically uh, they're going to finish doing whatever or redo everything that was being done before. I think retailers were having issues with um, like retailers were kind of like iffy on the tone of it and that kind of thing. Uh, and so they're just kind of reworking some stuff, uh, but it's going to come out every two months. And so um, except for the, like the last two issues, I think are going to come out like one comes out one month and then the next month is the other one. Um, but man, this comic, I liked, I liked the sample pages that they put out there and you can find them, uh, bleedingcool.com did a, uh, did a story about it and stuff like that. And you can look at all the, uh, all the pages and that kind of thing and, and read basically what was already released, but it looks cool. And I think it's yeah, cool. Yeah, dude. It's so I, I will say. I don't really buy new comics. Uh -huh. um, I don't have anything against them. I just, I, I, they they don't hook me like they used to. And mm -hmm. um, and I hadn't heard anything about this project until you put these in the notes. So mm -hmm. I read your Bleeding Cool article, 
And I was like, oh, another Ninja Turtles comic book. Oh, boy. I read the synopsis about one turtle being left and mm -hmm. seeking revenge. And I was instantly like, I'm in. When can I buy this book? <laughs> it's, I, I'm not kidding. This is not hyperbole. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's so genius. I love it. And uh, I can't even wait. I hope that they, uh, I hope it's really successful and I hope they're able to do like a series off of it. That would be so awesome. Yeah. I think it's really cool that it is, they're like, it's an old story that Eastman and Laird did and they're just like re-ramping it for like modern times. I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, although it doesn't, it doesn't say how detailed their outline was. It could have been like, Hey, what if there was only one turtle left? Yeah, man. Cool. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, like I, 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 you know, those the original comics are pretty gruesome and bloody and stuff like that in parts, and so it's easy to think of like that they had like a pretty good outline for it. You know, it's right in All line right, with the original comics. We wouldn't be fanboys if we didn't do some speculation here. Who mm. do you think is the last turtle and why? It's Raphael, because <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's too foolhardy. He was the first to go. Man, you're gonna be really sad oh. to learn that he was the first to die. Yeah. It's Donatello because he's so smart and has his uh, wits about him that he's able to be shrewd and stay alive longer. I don't know, man. He so there, he doesn't have any gadgets, so that's a thing. And let's see, the um, the, there's no uh, there's one where he's using a um, he uses a grappling hook to like dry like get up on something. And there's a scene where he's holding a sigh and he looks pretty happy holding that sigh. So, uh, but the grappling hook thing would, would lend to uh, Michelangelo because in the original cartoon series, they moved, they like transitioned away from, um, from nunchucks because parents thought they were too violent to using a grappling hook. Uh, and so like that became his weapon of choice. Um, and that's why in the second movie, he, he never actually uses his nunchucks. He always uses other props. So like there's parts where he has like sausages that he's like using as nunchucks, but because they're not officially nunchucks, it's okay. So dude, if anyone ever needs to vouch, for, if anyone ever needs me to vouch for you being an official geek, I'm going to send them this last two minute clip of you describing what happened in this series um you know your stuff and are passionate about it and i i salute you sir all right well uh what preston would you think about if these turtles uh were not teenagers anymore oh yeah so this is not this is already out some of you may have seen this but if you haven't i i beg for you to go waste two and a half minutes of your life to watch something that saturday night live put out and I'm not a huge fan of Saturday Night Live these days, but they had a little they had a little short cartoon called Middle Aged Ninja Turtles, <laughs> and I thought it was appropriate because just like the turtle, just like we have grown old, so too have the turtles in their mind, and they're facing um, <laughs> bitter <laughs> bitter spouses and uh, threats of cancer yeah. and gambling <laughs> problems, and it's it's really funny actually. It is. It is really funny. It, so this is a recent thing. Yeah, this is pretty okay. new. Because the the video I saw, it, it seemed like it was in, in four by three, and so I was like, I was like, huh, I wonder if this is old. I've never seen it before, though. That's strange. I think they did it purposely uh, oh. to do to make it seem that way. Mm -hmm. It is. It yeah, is a April eleventh, twenty twenty. Okay, cool. It is funny. So you should check it out. You should go to uh, 
I know it's on YouTube, so check check that uh, Middle Age Ninja Turtles SNL digital short. Uh, check that out. Oh, and before we, um, I'm going a little bit out of order here, Brian, because before mm -hmm. we talk about something that is yet to come, I wanted to talk about something that actually is already out, and you can try to hunt it and see for yourself, and that is the brand new NECA Ninja Turtles line. Mm -hmm. Now, they've been releasing some Ninja Turtles for a while now, but um, and Brian actually has a very, very detailed raff um, right there on his desk for you to look at, but this is not the realistic movie version. These are classic inspired mm -hmm. cartoon versions. So these aren't replicas of the original toy line that we are familiar with from Playmates. This is a cartoon inspired new line, but small versions of figures. Mm -hmm. And they come in a two pack. And I actually saw, I think they're hard to come by, but I actually saw sitting on my target shelf, I saw a Shredder and Krang two pack. And I was very, 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 very tempted to pick it up because it just looked so cool. Um, but then I scanned the price scanner and it was like fifty one ninety nine. I was like, mm -hmm. nope, I don't like it that much. Yeah, that's 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 what I was talking about at one point. Like, I think it was around Christmas time. Uh, I got it was the movie figures, but they were like they were not these big ones like this. They were the the smaller regular size ones. And it was Shredder, a Splinter, and then two different foot soldiers. And that's a hundred bucks. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like, man, for four toys, a hundred dollars. I really had to wrestle with this for a long time because I was just like, I just don't know. But I mean, yeah, you know. yeah, I, I don't buy, you know, I don't collect action figures really anymore um, other than some old stuff and new releases. All the scalpers buy like right away. Mm -hmm. But the only thing I recently bought, I think I mentioned previously, was those Ghostbuster action figures. Mm -hmm. And I only got them because one, I found them in the wild. They were exactly, exactly, exactly like the original releases, except for on the very back, it had the date and it had um, uh, another, I guess, Hasbro in addition to Kenner, because Hasbro right. owns Kenner now. So the only way you could tell it apart, and it was only $15. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot more palatable to me than, you know, two figures for $51. Yeah, but those was, figures are not as detailed as as the turtle ones are. And I you know, I I think a lot of those older playmate figures like look good, right? Like I think especially like throughout the years they came out with like all these like crazy ones, you know, and stuff like that. I think those toys like looked good and they were good size and everything. But man, these new ones, you know, it used to be like McFarlane was like the top of the game when it came to, to action figures. But man, NECA has really just like taken over that space. Um, mm -hmm. And they have been killing it with turtle stuff. And because, you know, they were doing all the movie stuff and now they have like the animated series figures coming out. They have the coming out of their shell tour figures coming out. Have you seen those? Oh yeah. I, I, I look, I think they're already out, but oh, are they? I mean, I don't know. I don't know, like, but those are ones that are impossible to find if they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're killing it, man. Like, they're doing so good. And they have – so those those animated ones, they have a RAF that is this size. Um, it's a, what, 18-inch figure that um, is the animated Raphael. And it comes with, like, two different heads and stuff like that. And so I really want to get that one and, like, I don't know. I, I was thinking about put, making it for the topper for the pinball machine. Um, because the pinball machine is the animated, uh, version of the characters. And so I figured it would mm -hmm. go better than, than the movie versions, but, 
Um, but you know, the movie versions of turtles have changed throughout the years. I like to believe that the original ones probably that, I don't know they just look the best. Uh, that was the Jim Henson, uh, Henson made the, the original turtles and then he died right after the first movie came out or, um, and so like the second movie, the turtles were made by his son. And then the third was somebody else completely. And so like the quality of the costumes went out, but that might all change with a new movie that is, uh, going to be coming out. It's going to be CG. So we'll, we'll have to see the design that they go with, but, um, they are going to be rebooting TMNT, uh, with point gray pictures, uh, which is Seth Rogen's production company. Uh, so Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and James Weaver are producing, and Jeff Rowe from Gra uh, Gravity Falls and Connected, he is directing, and Brendan O'Brien from Neighbors, Sorority Rising, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I've never heard of those movies. Um, he's writing the screenplay, um, and Paramount's going to be uh, handling the global distri distribution of this film. And I think it's Collider. Um, I don't have... Uh, it'll it'll pop up and it'll tell you who who did this video. Uh, but there was an interview with Seth Rogen and they were talking about it was an interview for something else and turtles came up and um, and this is uh, what he had to say. As a lifelong fan of Ninja Turtles, uh, weirdly the teenage part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle is always the part that stuck out to me the most. Um, and as someone who loves teenage movies and who has made a lot of teenage movies and who literally got their start in their entire profession by writing a teenage movie, um, the idea of kind of honing in on that element was really exciting to us. Um, and, and, and focus not, I mean, not disregarding the rest, but really using that as kind of a jump, jumping off point for, for the film. So it seems exciting. Like, it yeah, is funny. that's cool. Like you think about the Teenage Mutant Turtles and they're big, right? But like the, in the, in the original cartoon, they're aged like 15 is, is supposed to be their age, even though they're like, they're the same size as adults. And so it's, it'll be cool. Like seeing like that side of the story being told, because I think for the most part that usually gets glossed over in, in most, uh, in most turtle stories. So. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I'm really anxious to see it, and and with him and Evan Goldberg behind it, I I think there's actually a shot of it actually coming to fruition. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of times you hear things announced and it's just forever before it comes out or it changes hands so many times it goes into limbo. Um, I think he's proven his box office um, prowess, and I think we might actually get it. So I'm very anxious for that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I cannot wait to see more of it, and like, I really I just want to see their designs because that's always like the turtles have had so many different looks throughout all the cartoons and, and everything throughout the years. It's, I think it's interesting to see like where they take that look. Uh, hopefully it'll be vastly different from the Michael Bay uh, films. So. All right. So that kind of brings us up to speed on the newest stuff. Let's take a break for just a second and talk about our giveaway. Yes. I teased it a little bit earlier and um, we actually have, some uh we actually have something to give away from mill creek's new moviespree.com it's a cartoon bundle appropriately since we're talking about ninja turtles uh, and this bundle is was filled with retro goodness and uber cheese so um we're offering a giveaway code for 
I think it's the complete series digitally of all of these titles. Street Sharks, Jace and the Wheeled Warriors, Cops, which is the cartoon, Central organize, Organization of Police Specialists, Sonic Boom, the series, and in Perfect Time for Halloween, Archie's Weird Mysteries. So um, that sounds like a great cartoon bundle, and one of our lucky listeners or viewers is going to get to um, win that. What do they have to do to win, Brian? To win, they have to email us their favorite memory that involves the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we will randomly select uh, the winner and let them know and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I can't wait to hear people's stories about, uh, you know, the great moments, how, how the turtles have touched their heart and really improved their life over the years. So I'm, I'm super excited to hear about that. Yeah, so just email us at waybackattackshow at gmail.com for your chance to enter to win Mill Creek's moviespree.com cartoon bundle. Thanks. Cool. All right. All right. Go ahead, Brian. Take us away. <laughs> hey, hey, Preston. Yeah. Do you remember when um, when your parents were cops? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, uh, I do. And check this out. Oh no, there's no audio. Hold on. So, um, my, I will, while I'm killing time, uh, my <laughs> parents were cops because my dad actually was a cop, but, uh, my mom was a cop because, uh, she did, um, she did this thing with, uh, geez, where is this file? <laughs> she did this thing. <laughs> Smooth. Smooth, dude. Uh, I don't, I don't understand why I don't see it. I, I, I um, hope that this is endearing to our podcast listeners that you get to hear our flubs live on air. Oh, you know what it is? I downloaded what? I downloaded this this thing to download YouTube videos and for some of them it did not make it a, a it made this an MKV file. So I guess no. my cool my cool news report is not going to exist. So instead so play it in the background so and and people can see it, hopefully, right. and then you can just right. talk so, over it. Okay. So anyways, um so Hi, my name is Angela Kane, and I'm a news reporter and I think Austin, Texas, if I remember correctly. And you know what? Kids get kidnapped all the time. And us at Channel 5 really want to make sure that we can help and Blockbuster wants to help too. So bring your kids to Blockbuster and you can fingerprint your kids and we'll record them in front of a, a front of a measurement thing so you can see how tall they are and we'll have them talk and say things and stuff like that. And you know what? It's okay. Your 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 kids aren't going to call you cops one day uh, because uh, because it's Blockbuster video. We're going to be around forever. So Blockbuster video. <laughs> Wow, what a difference. So, Dude, that was great. We don't need any commercials or anything like that. We don't need real audio clips. You did, you, perfect. All right, well, um, so it was essentially just that. Uh, my mom took me to Blockbuster. This is when we lived. We lived in Birmingham. Um, and, uh, you know, you got fingerprinted and they filmed you in front of a thing like you would if you're getting your mugshot taken. And they asked you questions. And... Uh, it was called Kid Print. It was a program that Blockbuster was doing, um, and I'm sure that all your finger, all your information and fingerprints probably got rolled up into like a crime database or whatever, so they could find you if you got kidnapped. Because everyone was worried about their kids getting kidnapped in the late '80s, early '90s, uh, and so, uh, so everybody that did this, I'm sure, if they commit any crime, all your prints are already there. So, 
kid print. Uh, during this, the guy asked. So me, wait, wait, why? Oh, yeah. how, how is this related to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That's what I'm, I'm getting wondering. there. I'm getting there. Uh, so, um, so anyways, the guy was like, you know, hey, what's your name? I'm like, Brian Grantham. And he's like, all right, well, you know, Brian, what kind of stuff do you like? And I'm like, TMNT. And he's like, TMNT? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what's that? And I go, like, I go, I like roll my eyes and go, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so he's like, oh, okay. And um, I wish, man, I we had that tape forever. And I cannot believe that I don't have that tape now. But, um, you know, from what I understand, Preston, you have a tape that is similar to that. And here Roll it is. that beautiful yes, bean okay. footage. Okay, we want you to speak up, all right? What's your name? Preston. Preston. What's your last name? Bert. Okay. How old are you? Five. What school do you go to? Sheridan. What's your phone number? Two, nine, I wanted to cut it off before so no one calls that phone because I know it doesn't belong to you anymore, but who knows who it belongs to now? And they might not. Can you imagine it. that call? Hey, I heard this number on a podcast. What's going on? Do you, do you know Preston Burt? <laughs> he lived here 35 years ago. Uh, no. So, yeah, I, I hadn't thought about this video in years. And this doesn't relate to Ninja Turtles at all, other than your very, very, very loose connection. But when are we ever going to get a chance to talk about this this flash pan moment where parents were so worried that their kids were going to get abducted that video protection services was a thing? So mm -hmm. I still actually have all of the goodies. Now, the, the, the folder, Manila Envelope, has disintegrated over time. But uh, apparently it was a service called iSearch for children. And search has uh, hyphens after each letter, so it may stand for something. And you could choose to get fingerprints, photographs, x-rays if available. That seems psycho. X-rays? Yikes. Uh, dental records if available. Birth certificate copy. And personal information form. If your child is missing, contact your local law enforcement agency immediately, and it gives them the telephone number. So my packet, we got the cheap version, and it just has uh, my uh, fingerprints, and it's got uh, a, a duplicate version, I guess, uh, of another fingerprint form, which it's torn at the top, but on the back it says, your worst fears, Brian, FBI, bro. I knew it. <laughs> A fingerprint form for the FBI. So I'm screwed. Um, but here's a cute little picture of me from when I was <laughs> in kindergarten. Um, yeah, they, the video goes on to ask me about, like, did I have any favorite hiding places? Who are my favorite friends? Who watched me when my parents weren't home? Um, all that kind of stuff. Oh, and I, it's just a regular VHS tape. Nothing fancy on the cover there. But I've had that in my possession for 35 years. So that's cool. <laughs> Aren't you afraid of losing that and then someone has, like, all that information on you? Well, I looked at the fingerprints, and I think my fingers have grown so much that they're not actually, like, mm. accurate. Like, the, the whorls don't seem to be in the right places anymore. So, we'll see. You should burn it. But I got it in a lockbox. It'll be good. And then I just digitized it today so you guys could enjoy that <laughs> cute little Preston video. 
Well, I enjoyed it. I was I was glad you had something. I could just like I, I was like because I thought about this like I guess a week and a half ago, and so I texted my mom. I was like, "Hey, you still have that kid print thing?" Because I ever, like we had it, and she was like, "No, I don't have it." And so she said, "Maybe your sister has it." So I asked one of my sisters, "Hey, do you have it?" And she said, "I'll look when I get home," and because she was out of town, she didn't have it. And then I asked my ex-wife, "Do you have it?" And she didn't see it. So, oh well, I guess it's gone well, forever. I put out my little uh, a, a st still shot from my video out on Twitter today, and it it caused uh, a fervor. I think a lot of people <laughs> were like, "Oh my gosh, I'd completely forgotten about this," or a lot of people had 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 memories of the same too. So I mm -hmm. appreciate you having the very very loosest connection to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> so, so we can talk about this topic. <laughs> well, it's always stuck out in my mind, so. Uh, but, you know, little baby Preston on that video is cute, uh, but he never talks about how much he likes uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles, but this little baby Preston seems to love it a whole lot. So, Preston, oh. what is this picture of? So, this is a picture of me Christmas morning, I'm guessing 1988, um, maybe, and uh, I'm holding up your favorite Ninja Turtle Mm -hmm. Raphael, um, Playmates action figure. My sister's in the background. It was a good Christmas. Um, later, I have another, well, not later, but I have another picture that has more stuff. And that Christmas, I got G.I. Joe Tiger Force stuff. I got I got Topps baseball cards. I got Contra on NES. I mean, it was a great Christmas, but mostly because I got all four Ninja Turtles. Nice. The uh, having the whole set, and you can, you know, I, I find it hard to believe anybody that is watching this or listening to this uh, wasn't into turtles. Um, but if you were not, it's interesting if you watch this the video and see like the toy, like the the weapons, all came on this like weapon stand or whatever that you had to break them all off of. Uh, and so it, it was a really interesting way because I can't think of any other toys that had their weapons like that to where you had to like the GI Joe action figures later in the line. So like 1992 and up, they started mm -hmm. doing that. Okay. Where I guess for expeditiousness, they would just mm -hmm. print it like that and do all the work. You'd be responsible for doing all the work to get them out. Yeah. Uh, so, man, I'm going to, I was going to talk about a toy, but I'm going to not worry about it uh just and for sake of time um so just but, tell us what it was what's your favorite okay. toy okay my favorite toy was the tmnt pizza thrower it was this motorized tank oh gosh i'll just show the commercial uh i know that this one i know this one has uh the audio so uh 30 so seconds of goodness go pull this out We've got you now, Shredhead! The turtles have Shredder pinned down and are rolling their pizza thrower into position! I'll blast you with retromutagen! But before he can act, the pizza thrower's adjustable aim and motorized firing action gives Shredder and his henchmen their jot desserts! You clogged my gun with anchovies! The turtles and their portable pizza thrower triumph again! Why are we so happy? We just lost our watch! From Playmates! So I love that thing, man. Uh, and it was great. Uh, I used to shoot my little sister with it all the time. And, um, you know, we had pets in the house. I used to shoot them with it all the time. Uh, and it shot pizzas. These, it was like these small plastic discs and they shot really fast and they hurt. So 
it was a great toy. It's a it's a winning combination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had everything, but I didn't have that, so I'm super jealous of you. <laughs> so, uh, since we're a little tight on time, we don't want to go too long. I do want to talk about um, one very fond memory I have, and that is breakfast every morning between 1989 and 1991. Oh. Hey dudes, pizza party! Yeah, now our cereal has new pizza-shaped marshmallows. I don't see any marshmallows. Oh, Tonka! At last, turtle power is mine! The pizza marshmallow is mine! Pizza delivery! Get them. Turtle power! Hey, Shredhead, want to help put all the marshmallows back? Uh, these guys can handle it. 89. 80 So that was obviously a commercial for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cereal. It was made by Ralston in 1989, but it only lasted through 1991. Although I feel it felt like it was around a lot longer. It was essentially... Frosted checks uh, with some marshmallow bits in there, mm -hmm. and it was so good. Do you did you eat this at all, Brian? Man, I remember the box. Uh, I do not remember the cereal at all, and so um, I I specifically remember the box. So I know I had to have eaten it. I know you know. I just I just don't remember the cereal. It wasn't something that was. I was more of like a Cookie Crisp and Fruity Pebbles right. and stuff. Well, like that. Ralston was a cereal company that was an off-brand of Purina, the dog food company. <laughs> um, so they just retooled their uh, their machines and were able to spit out cereal and then brand it with any license under the sun. They did Adam's Family. They did. Uh, did they do the Nintendo Batman. ones? What? Did they do the Nintendo ones? I think they did, yeah. So they, they were anything and everything. And yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were the hottest item on the market at the time. So they had to get some of that. Mm -hmm. And um, you can actually watch uh, videos of people eating the cereal now, 20-something mm -hmm. uh, years later. And uh, I don't advise it. It doesn't look good. But if you want to <laughs> buy your own box, um, they sell for about like 50 bucks or so on average on eBay. Um, some of them still sealed. You can try it yourself. It's probably pretty awful. And they had little surprises. They had Ninja Turtle cereal bowls. Um, but I brought this up, not just because I love this, the Chex Mix uh, cereal, but just as like a representation of the ubiquitousness, if that's a word, <laughs> of how much stuff they were on, how much licensing they were on. Not just bed sheets and pajamas and shirts and, you know, toys, mm -hmm. but for food products. I know the pudding pie is a huge deal, um, but they had pasta, Chef Boyardee, they had cookies. And one thing I found while I was looking for the cereal <laughs> is a secret of the ooze squeeze and lick lollipop. And I'm showing you currently what's available for sale on eBay um, if you wanted to bid on that. It's currently at 60 bucks and counting. Um, it looks disgusting. I would not uh, offer to eat that for almost any amount of money. But I don't know if that I would have eaten that when I was a kid. That looks that would have looked gross to me as a kid. Brian, oh, no. you said you've yeah. eaten it. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, that was amazing. I love that. Because back then, it wasn't dull like that. It was like bright. It was like the cap. It was like bright, you know, and, and, uh-huh. and man, it was, I mean, it was good. It was like kids like slime, and this was slime you could eat. So, um, you know, you, you see, they still make stuff like this nowadays. Like, I see kids, like, all the time walking around, like, squeezing stuff into their mouth. And so, uh, it's no so different. Do, do, do you write that in your diary? Dear diary, today I saw kids walking around squeezing stuff in their mouths. I, saw I don't five think that's of them. a good diary entry. <laughs> I saw five of them, and I remember how much fun it was be, was when I was a kid, and I loved it. So If I've seen one kid walking around squeezing stuff in his mouth, I've seen them all. Uh, especially that turtle juice. So, um, <laughs> But, you know. They they really were. They were everywhere. I they, there was even I think Mad Magazine or no, it was cracked. It was cracked magazine. Uh had a thing where you could cut out these um soup can labels that were turtle soup soup cans, and then they were like the right size so that you could tape them to actual soup cans that you had in the house. And so I remember doing that in third third or fourth grade and taping those to to those for turtle soup. But that's awesome. Um you know, one of the things that um turtle stuff or like they put turtles on everything but you know crazy enough turtles did everything like you know you had the live action um you had the cartoon the comics the live action movie the live action show which i recently found out about and i am i i had to buy the the series set because the youtube videos were so bad quality i had to have it so i could add it to my plex server and is, is actually really good and they've done it in comics also since then but um saban did the show and so there's a power ranger and turtles crossover uh that happens in it and the series on dvd comes with both episodes that happened in so um it was crazy like they added a fifth turtle and just all kinds of crazy stuff like um the suits look really rough um but uh they don't look as they weren't they weren't in their prime time when the show came out. This other thing that the turtles did though was in the prime time when it came out, and those suits look kind of rough too. Guys, let me ask you this: Do you sometimes wish that April was a turtle? Whoa, oh, definitely. Oh, Conceptually, that works for me. You know, I. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> Where well, you going? Oh, bro, man, I cracked myself up. <laughs> oh, bro, I've been okay. trying to talk her into an interspecies relationships for months now. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> And she won't do it. She can't no, hold her breath no, long. she can't do it. The biggest problem is she can't hold her breath long enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, coming up, the turtles are going to perform their hit. Did you want to say something? I just wanted to say. <laughs> that clip, the end of that clip, is like one of my favorite yeah, things ever. If you're not watching, what you missed was these two kids, deer in a headlight, faces. Just completely baffled by what they just witnessed. Oh my gosh, it is so oh good. God. That that, that clip was, was amazing. Did you did, did you get into the coming out of their shells tour? No, I. You know, I listened to other podcasts and they talked about it. I didn't remember this thing at all. Oh I, wow. I I guess I it looks too kitty for me. Like I wasn't gonna go around watching Sesame Street live. You know, it looked it looked hokey. I was not i was not all about that so i but i did I, not I, I do actually have the uh the vhs oh. tape now mm-hmm. of ninja turtles coming out of their shell and it is a great watch 
Yeah. I didn't, I never saw it live, but Pizza Hut are like, they actually like sponsored it and, um, and they, they put out like the tapes because I was really big into the soundtracks for the movies. Um, I had, I had those on tape so you could get the tape for the coming out of their shells tour from Pizza Hut also and the movie. And they did like a making of, which wasn't really a making of, it was like in character like this is hey we're on tour and um so i had the making of and i I didn't get the actual tape for some reason um but i used to listen to the songs that were on the tape i didn't they weren't that great the songs on it but you know it was turtle so i had to have it um but i have a clip from that making of the coming out of their shell tour and just to give you an idea of of the quality we're talking about now that essentially they were just being kiss, right? Like that's all this is like the coming out of the shell tour is basically kiss, but just to give you an idea. Like, whoa, dudes, we never whoa. knew how much work there was in putting on a live <laughs> yeah. show, like directors and sponsors and lighting yeah. and costumes. Whoa, cowabunga, dude. <laughs> so once the show was a go, dude, me and my brothers, you know, we got involved in everything. Enter Donatello. This is my territory. They call me Gearhead Supreme. I don't exactly know where it comes from, but I'm just good at building things. I guess I just love working with my hands. Alright, see you around. So, <laughs> I love that clip because, um, you know, you see Raphael at the end at the end of his uh, his stardom with the music world, and you know that always does bad things to people. He's just like, "Whoa, yeah, dude!" Um, but it was awful. Yeah, and that, the mouth that, movements were so bad. Uh huh. The um, you know, it was cool. It was cool to to have that and be a part of like the zeitgeist at the time because man, Pizza Hut was everything back then. You know, I was probably got, I probably bought it when we probably went there for like book it or something like that. And they had that stuff there. And so you, you, you had to pick it up then. Now I, I can't speak to the reason why, but I actually have not only do I have the Ninja Turtles coming out of their Cheryl tour VHS. I have two different versions of the making of the coming out of their shell tour. Um, the one VHS tape. The one on the left is the one that I had the, the green one. Uh huh. Um, or my, my left one is right yeah one is a good times video release and one is a new line rca release um but i guess they're just in such demand they had to do it twice so nice they did it twice yeah um i want i so wonder I if it had digging i was gonna and, say i wonder if it had uh, something to do with pizza hut and they wanted to like they broke that part off from the pizza hut thing so oh right right well i did some digging um well first let me say the coming out of their shell tour, they have all the music. They have it online. You can watch it. You should watch it and mm-hmm. listen to some of the music if you haven't seen it already. Um, but I got a little curious. I'm always, I'm always curious. These really, really weird projects. You know, people make them. These mm-hmm. there are people behind those masks, and I wonder what are these people doing now. I really wanted to be able to find one of these guys online, like on a just has a Twitter account, and I can be. He's like, you know, a CPA now or something. I can be like, <laughs> hey, dude, can you want to talk about your time on the Turtles under their sh- coming out of their shell tour? And I didn't find anything like that. But I did find actually one of them has had a successful entertainment career and is still uh, performing and acting. And that is uh, a gentleman named David Shatraw, 
who played Michelangelo. And I didn't watch this show, but if you watched the TV show Titus from 2000 to 2002, you might recognize him as Tommy Shafter. I've circled him here on the, um, the promo copy. And he played Michelangelo again. And I only, as happenstance has it, that Titus cast is having a 20th anniversary union in like two days on Zoom. So you can check that out, search him up and see what he's been up to. And maybe if they have, you know, questions, people be asking him all these questions about Titus and he'd be like, yo, bro, <laughs> tell me the inside scoop on the Turtles coming out of their shell tour. <laughs> Michelangelo in the house. I bet that's why they hired him because uh, he did such a good job uh, being Michelangelo on that show. They were like, dude, you're it. You're, you're the stuff. Now, last thing I'll say in relation to the Turtles coming out of their shell tour is something that I discovered today for the very first time that we aren't going to be able to talk about here, but I'm going to tease it because we are definitely going to have to do a watch along for this. Mm -hmm. And that is, we wish you a turtle Christmas. Yes. And I didn't know this existed. And it is another musical adventure, live action, involving the Ninja Turtles. I think it came out in like 94. And it's got covers of songs like um, Leonardo sings a reggae rendition <laughs> of Deck the Halls, I want to say. Mm -hmm. yep. It's cringe-tastic. It's amazing. Michelangelo sings opera later on. And the whole gist is that nobody got Splinter a gift on Christmas Eve and they have to go out shopping and try to find one for him. Yeah, it's I, amazing. I have never seen it and I watched just a touch of it uh, before the show. And yes, I agree. We'll have to do like a watch along because it seems like something that is simply amazing. Yes. Um, and it's, it's so interesting that, you know, obviously they did this because of how well the coming out of their shells tour must have done. Um, but it's so crazy, like how ingrained Turtles is with music. And one of the awesome things that I found while I was looking up stuff about, about them and music, um, you know, one of the big things about the late eighties and early nineties were hotlines. You mm -hmm. man, you had hotlines for everything. And when the first movie came out, they actually had a hotline for the soundtrack of that movie. So it's crazy. The original soundtrack album to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is excellent. Now hear these radical tunes on your telephone. Dial 1-900-860-9000 and boogaloo to the turtle tunes. Pick up your phones and hear sounds that'll shake your bones. The original soundtrack album. So get up off your shelves and dial 1-900-860-9000. $2 the first minute, $1 each additional. Callers under 18, get your parents' permission. Call on juice. It's almost as cool as pizza. That is so crazy. It's $3 essentially to listen to one song. And then, you know, because <laughs> like you have to think a song is roughly three minutes. And so, man, it is so crazy that, they, that someone was like, you know what? The Teenage Mutant Turtles are so popular. I bet we could just put the soundtrack that we sell on a phone hotline and people will call <laughs> us and pay to listen to it. And I, I assume it just like started at the beginning every time. Cause there's no way they would have kept, like you couldn't tell them a track to play or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I, you know, I think we had a, one other thing to talk about after this, but I don't know if you can really top Ninja Turtles coming out of their shell tour <laughs> or the hotline. I mean, mm -hmm. that just captures perfectly the zeitgeist 
and the appeal of Ninja Turtles that establishes why they were so cool back then to be able to have this longevity all the way almost 40 years later. Um, what I'm curious to know, our listeners, our viewers, what your very, very favorite uh, uh, Ninja Turtle memory was. You can enter in that contest and tell us, but also just aside from that, like what's maybe the most obscure thing you owned? Did you have a Ninja Turtle uh, toothbrush? I know I sure did. But anyway, if you want to tell me that and not email me, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Squared Stiff on Twitter. And uh, Brian, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at B.E. Grantham. You can find the show on Twitter at Wayback underscore Attack. Um, on YouTube at Wayback Attack. And uh, on Twitch at Wayback Attack. That's one word on Twitch. Um, so, uh, but yeah. And if you need to email us, uh, hit us up, waybackattackshow at gmail.com. We'll be looking for those turtle memories uh, for your chance to enter to win that cartoon bundle from moviespree.com. Thanks again for um, that great, fantastic offer for our listeners. Yeah, definitely. That is such an amazing deal. I can't, I cannot wait to, to read these stories from everybody and to, um, and to get to, to, you know, give away that amazing bundle. I mean, it's worth it just for Jason, the wheel warriors theme song. Okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that will do it. Uh, that'll wrap us up for our turtle power show. Uh, we thank you for listening or watching and we'll be back in two weeks to talk about something else. Amazing and nostalgic. Yep. Thanks. So we will see you then.